0: There is no spoon Bill Or Ted (laughs) Wherefore art thou, Romeo? Deny thy father And remove thy rose For a a monkey by any other name Is yet but a submarine We're here today to talk about the worst actors of all time
1: I think I know who's going to make your list now
0: what is up my nerds welcome inside pop culture with fanboy and know-it-all and back inside our crazy brains i'm jake i am paul and welcome to the punch just welcome to everything welcome to us (laughs) <laughs>
1: Welcome to us That's pretty grandiose This is really early to be that grandiose
0: Well, sometimes you just gotta get there right away You know, yeah. start at 11 Exactly bring it, bring it back to a 4 Reel it back in Reel it back in then- And then drop the friggin' hammer <laughs> I learned a lot from all the WWE that I did not watch <laughs> You never watched WWE? I. It's not never, but I wasn't really allowed to as a child, right? Oh, you weren't. No. You know, uh, part of it was that I don't think we had whatever – cable subscription would have allowed that to come in but then the other part was look there's women in skimpy outfits and maybe some cussing and everybody's angry and it's all about beating each other up and why would my mom i can imagine want to introduce that into a house of four boys well and one girl like i think she imagined she would have four boys and no girl and then maybe three boys and then two and then one and that would be the king of the mountain but she would only have one child left.
1: Well, exactly because you would imitate all the wrestling moves, right? Except Absolutely. you wouldn't know that they we were did
0: fake. anyways. Yeah, yeah, we just did real. like We just made up our own stuff. Yeah, like literally for years growing up. You know, remember futons? Oh yeah, yeah. They're not. I mean, I know they still exist, but we, we all, have one. We all kind of admit that they're terrible. Yes, except for, but we some except people still mine. have them we great. we had a uh, futon mattress not the actual like frame for it and so just in the middle of our basement floor was a big futon mattress and that was our that was our mat that was our ring that was our squ- that was what we we threw down on or off of <laughs> onto the hard floor you know and so we 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 did enough on our own
1: you know just knowing a little bit about your family, where you're the oldest brother, right? Yeah. But you gradually became the smallest brother, right? So that must have been a really discouraging growing up process for you, because you started out as like the the king of the hill, right? And then you became sort of, you know, the pawn.
0: Well, you know, thankfully, by the time they outpaced me, you uh, weren't throwing in, yourselves on
1: on futon mattresses, right?
0: Anymore. We weren't really doing gotcha. that anymore, and and I think they they hadn't quite realized that they were bigger than me. Because it was it was like about by my – I think it was my senior year of high school when my – to the second and third born, like I finally realized that they were taller than me. But I was – you know, I was the starting varsity quarterback and I was in the weight room every day. And so I wasn't yeah. – even though I might have been a little bit shorter than them, I wasn't weaker than them and we weren't throwing down all the time anyways. Um, so then they became – one of them became a professional rugby player and you know, <laughs> they would kick my butt, but – we don't do that anymore because we're refined.
1: <laughs> exactly. That never happens yeah. in, the, in the Roberson household.
0: But speaking of WWE, it, I, I've never – the other thing Speaking of bad is, acting, that sort of yeah.
1: motions right into what we're it's, talking it's about. It's the thing.
0: Like that was another thing I never understood once I kind of became an adolescent and started to know people who did. Right. Is I'm like, wait, it's fake and they're terrible actors. Why do people watch this? Yeah. Like yeah. I just – for the life of me, I could not figure out why you would watch this knowing it wasn't real Yeah, and them not being good actors. And yet it's still super popular, right? Oh, it's hugely popular. It makes tons yeah. of money. And in in my adult life, I, I worked with some adults with uh, special needs and devel- developmental disabilities. And one of them was a huge WWE, WWF, like all of yeah. that. So I watched Triple X and Degeneration X and Shawn Michaels and stuff like that with him. And it was mildly amusing, but not to the fact like, not to the point where I can imagine buying a ticket. Yeah, and spending lots of money on this stuff.
1: Yeah, I think it's this the cathartic morality play
0: in hmm. a way. You know, when I was growing it's like up, like Shakespeare for well rednecks. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I want I want that on the record. It's-
1: it's it's an interesting thing, and and I have not watched wrestling for years and years and years, but when I was in high school, I mean, this was Hulk Hogan, King Kong Bundy, Andre the Giant, the heyday of wrestling, and there was still some doubt in a lot of people's minds whether it was authentic or not, right? I mean, it wasn't...
0: They were still... They had there were some still some doubters, yeah. right,
1: exactly. And so, but I think when I watched it, I remember that that they had all these wild wild getups in these outlandish personalities i think that even stronger than they do now where where you definitely had some good guys and you had some bad guys and so when they got together it became sort of this this strange morality play where you know ideals were pitted against each other you had you know it was right Right versus wrong exactly
0: black versus white light versus dark it was Good versus evil. It
1: was a cr- it it was and is a crazy phenomenon. I yeah. mean, it it really is just
0: fascinating. Yeah, the the fact that it's still going is a testament to the fact that even though I don't understand it, there's something there. I mean, I was just the other night. I didn't even realize this. Apparently, Ronda Rousey. Does, oh yeah. does this now? Yeah, and I'm like, wait, you were a real fighter, and now you're a fake fighter for money, like. This is weird, and then they're showing she's on the s. They're on ESPN, and they're showing her stats, like she's five and zero oh in these fights. I'm like, it's all fake. Like, why <laughs> the, the record doesn't matter? But I don't understand it. Somebody help me. I don't get it. But all to say, they're terrible actors.
1: They're terrible actors,
0: and except
1: for, ironically, joined the Rock Johnson. Right.
0: Well, I, I wouldn't say he's a good actor. All he's right, just likeable. We'll, we'll see if he made one of our lists. Maybe he made someone's list, but. Um, that It's Oscar season and we've done the best actor and actresses lists of all time on the show. And it's like, all right, it's about time to do the worst of all time. So we're going to start with the actors. We'll do actresses at a later date. But we're going to talk about the worst actors of all time. And there's a lot to dig into here. There's a lot of ways to be bad. Yes. Um, but the other thing we're going to do is get on to Paul about his <laughs> bad music habits and that if you guys remember a couple episodes back, we talked about like the best things, pop culture things the best of things. 2018. Yes. And one of those was like the best song yes. of 2018. But Paul, as it turns out, didn't hear any new songs in 2018. <laughs> and his be- so the best song he had from 2018 was a song from the 1980s that was singing about the 1960s. <laughs> Life in a Northern Town, it's a great song. Sure, it's a great it's song. It's better than
1: anything made today. And, By I'm goodness. Pr-
0: and so, you know, I don't Get know if mind. we're going to convince Paul to like new music with this new segment that we're going to hop into before our rank geeks of the worst actors of all time, but, uh, we're going to introduce an old dog to some new tunes. In this brand new segment on pop culture with Fanboy and O All, that we're tentatively titling "Old Dog, New Tunes," because <laughs> Paul, you likes know, this
1: can work in reverse too. I can, I can pull old out tunes, this. new yeah. dog.
0: Yeah, I, I'm good with that. They're I actually, I, although I'm sure I wouldn't, I'm not a music aficionado. Most of my music in my adolescence was like Styx and Queen and Kansas and yeah. See. Uh, Simon and Garfunkel because oh curses. my parents yeah. so all right well, we'll, we'll I'm figure. not totally clueless when it comes to the old stuff. We were watching the Goldbergs the other night and "Come Sail Away" started playing and I started singing and my wife's like, "You know this song?" I'm like, who doesn't know "Come Sail Away"? Who doesn't? Well, probably most people young people today. But I'd be interested
1: to know how many of our listeners actually know Come Sail
0: Away. Do you know Come Sail Away? Tweet at us if you with a raised <laughs> hand gif <laughs> or gif. Or gif. You know, I know it's gif. All right, but in Old Dog Meets New Tunes, Old Dog New Tunes, here's here's the premise. We know Paul hasn't listened to new music, and so we want to help him listen to new music. And so what we're going to do is I have gone to the Billboard Hot 100 and selected a song
1: from from this week's billboard hot
0: 100. from this this week's billboard hot 100 and i have selected a sample of lyrics from said song and we're going to make paul read them to us <laughs> <laughs> and then paul is going to have to guess the name of the artist all right who does the song and because he's going to be totally clueless he has to probably unless he happens to randomly know he's going to have to make up the name of an artist he imagines would sing these all lyrics right. Uh, based on whatever he's read He's going to have to guess the title of the song And he's going to have to Oh, kinda, so I don't even get the title No, no, I mean you will at the end all right. um, And then he's going to have to kind of dissect The lyrics that he's read and say Well, here, here, this is what dear fans means. Here's what it means Here's what this song is all about And then at the end, I'm going to be like Haha, loser, here's the real na- <laughs> name of the artist Here's the real title of the song And here's what it's really about and, you know, who knows? Right. Maybe he'll he'll figure it out. So, Paul, um, I have here a selection of lyrics for you to read. I'm going to pull them up on my little device here. And th- there are no clues outside of these lyrics as to any of the questions I'm about to ask you. So, right. please do read okay. this for us. All right. This does as not look like the whole song. It's not, look not like the, like the whole song. song. No, right. no, no, no. Uh, that could be really long, right? So, uh, <laughs> as eloquently – or as All hip right. as you want, you know. Be Shakespearean. Rap it for us if you want to try to rap it for us. Have some fun with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Yeah, I'm not gonna be rapping. I, I, I'll know that. I tell I know that much for sure. Uh, was off the Remy, had a papoose, had to hit my old town to duck the noose. The two hour. Wait, wait, wait. two four hour lockdown we made no moves now it's 4am and I'm ba- up, back up popping with the crew I just landed in chase B. mix popped like jamba juice oh that's a nice line uh, different colored chains think my jeweler really selling fruits okay and they choking man no the crackers wish it was a noose okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, got it. I've got it. You got it. Do you need to read it again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you do. Soaking in the lyrics. All <laughs> right, do off it again. the Remy.
1: Had a papoose. Had to hit my old town to duck the news. Two four-hour lockdown. We made no moves. Now it's four a.m. and I'm back up, popping with the crew. I just landed in Chase B. Mixes pop like Jamba Juice. Different colored chains. Think my jeweler really selling fruits? And they choking man. No, the crackers wish it was a noose. Okay. All right. I'm, all right. I got, got it? this. You got
0: it? And for you, dear friends listening, play along with with Paul and I. I'm sure they're all much hipper than I am. Yeah. But they, maybe maybe I've picked a song that they haven't themselves listened to yet. I had to. I hadn't. I had only heard a little bit of this song. I hadn't heard the whole thing um, prior. So, And at the end, I'll, I'll play you a, a short selection of the non-explicit parts because uh, it is explicit. I will, I will <laughs> warn right, so you okay. that – you know, it's not like it's a Sunday school song.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. All
0: right, Paul. Um, first off, how do those lyrics strike you? They Are you strike excited? me.
1: Yes, really excited. You're this excited to hear me, this song. Now. This really made me think that modern music is fantastic and life in a northern town is just should be banished to the wastelands of time.
0: Good, good. All right, so based off these lyrics, Paul, um, who is the musical artist that does this song? You know, I'm actually going to make a real guess here. All right, let's hear it. Lil Wayne? Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne is Paul's official guess. I'm not going to reveal the answers until right. the till the end. Um, what would you guess the title of this song is, Paul, based on the lyrics?
1: All right. The, the title of this song is
0: Jamba Juice at 4 a.m. Jamba Juice at 4 a.m. Wow. Paul, somehow, although I'm not going to say whether or not you got it right or wrong, you really – I think you just – Invented a new euphemism for sex. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's legitimately going to be on the next post Malone. Album, he's like getting jumbo juice before and, mm, mm, and we're gonna be like, yeah, that's what we call it now. Because right now there's also, um, well, I'm not gonna say that because it might come up on another, so- uh, another. Exactly, song. So, because
1: you're gonna be torturing me with this for a while.
0: <clears throat> all right, um, all right, uh, give me a breakdown, Paul. What's this song all about? Like you're a professional, <laughs> right. you're a professional reviewer of pop culture. I'm a culture, professional so reviewer. Tell me what this song is about, and yeah. like break it down for me. Okay, all right. Do you so, need to see it again?
1: Yeah, let, yeah. Me, I let mean, me see it break again. Break down
0: what you see here and then tell me, you know, and okay. then and then, and then um, extrapolate. Tell me what the rest of this song off is about. Was off the
1: Remy. Was off the Remy. Sounds like it might be Remington Steel. He's kind of a Remington Steel fan and he had a papoose. Uh-huh. It's got to be a kid, right?
0: So he's off the metal and he's got a kid.
1: Yes, yes. So so he wanted to duck the What kind the of metal news. was he
0: on? Like what was he doing with it? Like he was on just rafters, beams made out of Remington steel.
1: No, 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 no. The the old show Remington steel. You don't know the old show. No, it's an old. It's an old 1980 show starring Pierce Brosnan. I watched it all the time. So
0: he's he's cut himself off. He used to be addicted to Remington. Exactly. Exactly. But now he's he was off. off
1: the Remy. Well, he's he just stopped watching it for a moment because okay, just he for really bit. watches a lot of it. Got so it. Got it. Got it. He was off the Remy. Had a papoose. Probably he had to turn it off because he needed to take care of his kid, uh, right? Uh-huh. So had to hit Old Town to duck the news. Obviously, there was a paper boy in the neighborhood and it paper flung, boy,
0: paper boy all about that on the
1: news onto his driveway right but Head, he, f- he ducked exactly he because saved. it was a little high yeah, right. yeah you know so he had to he had to go and it was 4 a.m right mm-hmm. which is about what time sometimes the papers come mine never comes that early but whatever um, and then he's popping well, in, with his in crew. the neighborhood
0: where there's jamba juice papers come at 4 a.m well that's true yeah.
1: I mean it's a hip neighborhood obviously yeah. jamba juice so he's up popping with the crew. That's that's his his people, right? His his friends. I know that much about modern lingo. I uh, just landed in. Chase B mixes pop like Jamba Juice. Clearly, that is just literal, right? I mean, he's got like a pop can uh-huh. and he mixes he's, it with Jamba Juice. He's
0: making a – like we used to call it back in the day. It's not really PC anymore, but we used to call that a suicide. Yeah, exactly. Where you'd exactly. go to the fountain and you just put all the sodas in there,
1: right? Exactly, and and I think it's probably because Jamba Juice. My guess is I've never had Jamba Juice. Really, I've never had Jamba wow. Juice, but I'm guessing it doesn't have the carbonation, so you kind of need yeah, they're to like have a smoothies. little bit of yeah. You need to have a little bit of Mountain Dew, probably. Sure. Maybe some. some they have started putting drink. Red
0: Bull in some Jamba Juice drinks. So really, but there Red
1: Bull isn't carbonated either.
0: So you need to is have it the not? Pop. Play. No, it's been a long time. I, don't I think, think so. it is. I think Red Bull is carbonated.
1: Oh, see, I don't know anything about Red Bull either. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Do. Anyway, okay. So, so he's,
0: he's 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 at the soda fountain. He's hitting each of the spots in exactly soda fountain. exactly
1: different colored chains. Clearly, that's a reference. It must be winter, mm-hmm. right? So there's a lot of cars that have yep. chains on their tires, and so they have to and and really to tell your cars apart sometimes when it's really snowy, it's good to have different colored chains. Sure. Because if you all have Who just, else has
0: a gray blueberry?
1: Well, exactly. Exactly. All the cars are so gray. So you need to really – you really need to um, accoutrement your cars. Is that a word? With, I mean it is a with, word. I
0: always just say it. Accoutrement. <laughs>
1: So you need to have like blue chains or yellow chains, green chains. We live in Colorado, so we know that there are lots of different colors of chains when you right. drive around neighborhoods. Sure, because that's really got important. them neon chains. Think my jeweler really selling fruit? So clearly he is getting his. I don't. I didn't even know until now that jewelers sold chains for car tires. Yeah, but. I mean it and makes sense.
0: Fruits. Like and he's, fruits. he's a offense for illegal fruits, right? I mean well, that's what no, I'm getting no, out of No, that. no,
1: that's not what I'm getting out. But I, I think that he's no? he's just talking about the how bright the colors oh, are now, sure. you okay. know, because because it used to be, they were just sort of primary, the, the chains for tires used to be just these primary colors, right?
0: Maybe watercolors. Exactly. These muted. are really
1: bright. So you have, like, instead of just, like, regular red or yellow or green, you have, you've got papaya. You've got, yeah. got passion fruit got, chains. like, a neon exactly. line. Exactly. Exactly. And they choke in man, know the crackers, wish it was a noose. So, and that, again, goes with the entire theme of the of the snowy morning that we see here, you know, because the noose, you're sort of, you're sort of, Tying on the chains to your tires. Got it. So yeah, that's so my thought. That's
0: I mean, I, I don't think I don't think you're going to find that level of analysis anywhere on the internet. So yeah, clearly, it's I really a, it's appreciate a lament. that insight.
1: It's it's a lament for what you do on early mornings of snowy mm. snowy days when Remington Steel
0: is not available. So appropriate for the Midwest right now, and a record almost record, not quite record cold snap. You know, if I was Up living in, in Minnesota, I would be
1: wanting to watch. Remington Steel. Remington
0: Steel. Twenty four hours. All day er day. Yeah. So how do you think this fits in the context of the whole song? Like why does what you know, what's so important about these early morning cold early mornings where you're you're getting soda, you're getting chains on your car, you're ducking the newspaper. Right. Like how does this fit into a broader song? Like what is this song meant to to do?
1: It's really it's really about sort of an existential crisis. What is this man doing with his life? I think, yeah. you know, because I have mornings like that, this too. You know, especially when we do the podcast, because yeah. we do it early in the morning. We come in at four a.m. to spew all of our thoughts to you people. It's uh, it, and and sometimes when I when I wake up when I'm buying my sausage McMuffin for me and Jake, I think to myself, what am I doing with my life? Mm.
0: What, what at what point did I make a wrong turn <laughs> where, where, where I ended up in this situation?
1: <laughs> what What has my life come to? <laughs> Would it be better for me just to punt all this <laughs> and just watch Remington Steel? Uh, I, I do wonder that. So it's sort of this this existential crisis where mm. you really have to sort of ponder what you're doing driving on these snowy mornings. whether you know and, and I think that this is a battle that we all face, right? Because we all have snowy mornings in our lives, Mm. and when those snowy mornings hit, it can be really hard to get out of bed, to, to have the presence of mind to duck the paper as it's flying in. You... You want to just climb back in bed and flip on Remington Steel or whatever your passion is. Mm. But, but we still have to go
0: out there every morning. Mix that pop like Jamba Juice. We have to sit in front of these
1: stupid microphones and talk. <laughs>
0: well, I'm so glad that I get to be a part of your existential midlife crisis. Even if it's on the wrong side of it. I'm so glad to you know, just be a part of it. So that's my thought. Makes me feel special. Yeah. Um, so am I close? All right. Well, you know what? I think I think as far as your your thought about the existential part of this song isn't way off, <laughs> but everything else is way off. All right, all right. <laughs> so what we have here, Paul, you guessed that this was a song by Lil Wayne called "Jamba Juice" at four a.m. Detailing and that this selection of lyrics was detailing, you know, just that crazy cold morning ritual right. that fits into a larger existential right. crisis about, like, why am I doing this over yeah. and over again? Like, what is life? What is life? Um, How where is you're it right better is, than Remington Steel? Where you're right is that this song is kind of about, is really just kind of about what is life, but it's not by Lil Wayne. It's uh, by a uh, artist called Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Such a normal name.
1: It is such a normal right? name.
0: Like for, for what you'd expect for this song. Yeah. The song itself though, you guessed, was called Jamba Juice at 4 a.m. Um, no, it's not about sex, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, the, the name of this song is Sicko Mode. Sicko Mode. Sicko Mode. No,
1: I would not have gotten that.
0: Um, and the, interestingly enough, here's some, some stats for you on this. It's currently number five on the Billboard Hot 100. Oh, so it's way up there at the wow. top. It has been as high as number one. Because it's been on the Billboard Hot 100 for 25 weeks, ever since it was released on August 3rd, 2018. Wow. So this song has had a little bit of staying power over the last six months. Um, And so Travis Scott, uh, I think he's dating one of the Jenners, something like that. Yeah, a Kardashian-Jenner. And so there was some controversy over whether this song's popularity had more to do with his girl promoting it. His girlfriend promoting it. Then gotcha. with how good it is, but it, you know, it's it's an interesting song. It has you know Drake makes a guest appearance on it. If you're familiar with Drake, I know Drake. You know Drake. Yes, he showed up in the NBA. That's probably how you've seen him. You know, he's an <laughs> NBA fan, right? He is an
1: NBA fan. Um, well, and people are always talking about Drake. They say, yeah. "Oh, Drake," and you say, "Oh, yeah, okay. Drake.
0: And so uh, the song itself, though, is is really just about his his life, like where he's been, where he is now you know he talks about what he used to do back in high school when girls liked him just for him and you know how his life is now that he's got a crew and he's he's being chased by the paparazzi ducking the news oh, um you gotcha. know, you're right on the chains I, I think but they're chains for his it? neck you know oh, but that's and then you know I that's see. where the then he plays on the words he talks about you know getting his different colored chains from his jeweler I see. they are brightly colored but because of jewels like big fat jewels on ah, them yeah uh and that the crackers wish they were a news, so essentially saying there's these haters out there that wish I would just die. well, and it go did away. seem to
1: take a dark turn, but yeah. i didn't want to
0: you know didn't want to go there um and you know he talks about getting girls drunk and you know he he gets a little bit sexist and and debauched. Where he talks about getting which girls drunk and taking advantage of them. Yeah, which, is,
1: from what I understand, is really rare in in modern music.
0: Right. Yeah. Nobody talks about that stuff. But uh, there you go. Sicko mode. Sicko mode. Would you like to hear a little bit of a sample? Oh, of, this? of course I yeah. would. All right. Well, let me let me. P- I, mean, I, I, I can like tell. It. We should use this for our theme music. Should we give Travis a call right now? <laughs> we should. And just be like, Travis, come on, get him up on the horn. So here you go it's just, it's just this for The whole song Until the lyrics start We're at 20 seconds of this Right wow. now Oh
1: yeah.
0: there's a lyric Yeah cold. It's cold though You're right know when
1: here. My for
0: So this is more so There you go R and B, right?
1: This no, isn't I mean, rap.
0: This is considered hip hop, and it's got a oh, you know here here comes yeah. the beat. It just yeah. we're at a minute right now. There's a lot. See basketball, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, there yeah. was sicko mode, and now it switches into a new song. It's kind of so here's the part. Yeah. You ready? All right. You know, I want to see a dance. Here's this part. I have to
1: say, I kind of like it. Do you? <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> no, here's here's one of the interesting things is because I I run right. Yeah. That stuff is really hard to run to because the beat is sort of – it sort of switches a little bit and, and you know, it's just – it's a little bit harder to keep a good steady pace when you're listening to that, which is why I listen to podcasts a lot. OK. You know? But but the other thing is 80s music, you can run to it.
0: Sure. A little steadier.
1: It's a little steadier. Yeah, I will say – no, This one, if I ran, I wouldn't – I actually might stop running and I might start bobbing my head. And, right. You know –
0: yeah, start doing some rocky stuff. Exactly. Like throwing some Gyrating. punches. Yeah, I think it would totally throw some off my rhythm. Sprints. Yeah. No, that's, that's totally legit And that the few times I've tried to run in my life – like I have songs that pump me up like – not not this one exactly, but songs with beats like that. And I want to run too fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm that's so the jacked thing. up and yeah. I'm ready to go by you know the beat.
1: Yeah. I, I actually take a lot of care when I'm putting together a, a – You need list. like
0: Harry Chapin – Thirty thousand pounds of bananas for your runs, right?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Whatever that is, you've never heard thirty. No, 30, what is thirty
0: thousand pounds? It's like a, it's a ballad about this truck that's trying to transport thirty thousand pounds of bananas and what goes wrong with it. And it's, it's just <laughs> lil, lilting, haunting melody. And I'm pretty sure okay. it's. I think yeah, it's no, Harry Chapman. I get that. You no, know, I, Cats in the Cradle. Yeah. Game. Oh yeah. yeah,
1: I know. I know Harry Chapman.
0: Yeah. He. Um, I'm pretty sure it's him. Keep going.
1: No, actually classical music is terrible to run to too. But actually jazz, you know, it's it's pretty alright. Folk is pretty alright. Jazz? All right. Jazz, yeah. Really?
0: Ella Fitzgerald? Interesting. Because jazz can be so frenetic Well, stuff.
1: see, that's the thing. It's, it's really frenetic, but because it's so frenetic, get, oh, you don't, don't worry no about it. There's no beat to right. go for, exactly. So. so it's just so random, and it's just sort of all over the place. And since you don't exactly know where it's going, it gives you a sense – it almost gives you a sense of adventure on your run, especially when you're just doing laps, because you know exactly hmm. where you're going to go on your run. Yeah. So if you're listening to jazz and you don't know where that's going, it adds just a little bit of pop. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. With some Jamba Juice.
0: Well, there you go, um, Paul. Thanks for. It was Harry Chapin, by the way. Thirty thousand pounds of bananas I was right. Captain thanks for McCrayton. thanks for you know being so game for the the first time we did new old dog new tunes. Well, I fun. do think
1: I do think that uh, that actually you may be hearing from Travis Scott. Is Travis that Scott all right? He he may actually say that that what. My analysis was actually the deeper
0: meaning I, of song. I wouldn't song. even be surprised. I might actually just DM this to him and be like, bro, I know people haven't been getting your song. I think Paul got it. Yeah. I, think I nailed it. Paul nailed, nailed it. it. Nailed it. All right. Well, now it's time for Rank Geeks. <laughs> Was off Remy Had a papoose. Had a hit my old town. That dog the news. I can't rap. Um, That's pretty obvious. But I'm a bad rapper. I admit that. Yeah. Now what about these bad actors? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think bad actors know they're bad actors? Do you think it depends on the one? Do you think they own it or they like try to be good and try to be less bad? Like what's the deal? Like how could you have a long career as a bad actor? That's what I want to know.
1: You know – Honestly, I think it probably depends on the actor, right? Like, How do they keep – okay,
0: yeah, who? Like,
1: they're, like. Okay, so you started off the show with Keanu Reeves, right? Sure. I think he is a bad actor who sort of knows that he's bad, but he wants to prove that he's good sometimes. Maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's going to be <laughs> – So now you're lost in my question. You didn't answer it. You just got more and lost in the
1: question. And there's sort of like Tommy Wiseau
0: uh-huh. from The Room. Dude, nobody knows what's up with that dude. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't even know what's up he with He thinks
1: he's dude. a great actor.
0: Well, but – And I'm, I'm trying – since backtracked and he's like, no, no, no. I knew that was bad.
1: Yeah, he is such a liar. <laughs> I,
0: I agree. <laughs> but like that, that, that dude is is all over the place. That,
1: that is a professional wrestling lie right there.
0: Because <laughs> he's so bad.
1: And then there are some people who I think know – They don't even care whether they're good or bad. They just get up there and do what they think.
0: Well, yeah. Well, why do they keep getting hired? Why do any of these people keep getting hired?
1: Well, actually, as we go on my list, you will see some people who you will like to see on screen who are still terrible actors.
0: Uh, Well, there you go. Maybe that's going to be part of it. Um, This was an interesting list, Rank Geeks list to make because – there's so many different types of bad actors out there, and to your point, some that are enjoyable and some that aren't. So I'm ready to start arguing over this. Paul, what's your number five? Who's okay. your number? Who's your number five? Well, worst actor every of ring, all time.
1: Every keeps we've ever done, I've had caveats, uh-huh. and so <laughs> I am going to
0: actor caveat with Paul Acey.
1: <laughs> so I and really I just have to get an honorable mention out of the way. Okay. Because even as we talk, I'm still sort of deciding this. But one person who didn't make my list, who may make yours, who I really think does not deserve it, Sylvester Stallone. He did not make my list. He has been nominated for a record 14 Razzies. 14! That's I a lot. I do think he's pretty bad Yeah, at acting. But that's not true. He's actually pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, he's he does the same thing. He's good thing. at one
0: character maybe
1: but he brings a sense of pathos to it pathos something like that uh-huh. he you know when you see him
0: in in like the creed movies but you're giving him an honorable mention on the worst actor ever so well because he's people not good. think that
1: he's so terrible but he's really not that bad i i would like to see him in copland i heard that he was pretty good in copland yeah. so Alright, so number five. Number five. That was that was my here. Your, your caveat
0: was Hey, stop hating on <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. He, he's well, okay. You know, here's the thing. He's not the worst. Here's the thing. This is this is
1: residual guilt because I wrote something <laughs> really mean about Sylvester Stallone in oh. a review that I wrote like seven years ago and Did I still you? feel guilty about it. <laughs> I said something to the effect of you could barely see his his acting through his leathery face and I thought that was sort of a cheap shot.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean Take sh- all the shots you want at his acting, but right. leave his leathery face Well, alone.
1: exactly. What can he do about his leathery face? And as my face grows ever more leathery, I, I – <laughs> What
0: movie? Was that for the Rambo from like – It was f- – I think it was The Expendables. You oh, know? That's So right. it was one of those – It would have been The Expendables. Yeah, that yeah. was a terrible movie. Oh, my goodness. All right, number, number five. five. <laughs> from the same era. Oh, my gosh. The Expendables. The Expendables <laughs> is like all the worst actors of all time in the <laughs> same movie. Really,
1: that's really true. Yeah. Number five. John Travolta. Mm, good pick. Another one. You know, there are some roles that I don't mind him in. He was all right in Pulp Fiction. But our one of our last segments that we did was all about Battlefield earth. That's right. And that really stuck in my brain as I was putting together this list. It was so bad. It, this it made was, you
0: rethink all his other roles. Well, it
1: really does. And, and the fact that he – Overacts so charmingly in that movie, I think, just pushed him onto this list at number five.
0: Yeah. Number five for me, Nikki Cage.
1: Nikki Cage. Nicholas
0: Cage. This was an interesting one because, of course, Nicholas Cage gets a lot of flack. There's, in fact – a whole episode of community where one of the T V show community where one of the characters, Abed, is trying to figure out whether Nicolas Cage is the wor- a terrible actor or a brilliant actor. And it drives it breaks Abed. Like no. because yes. it's it, it's such an unsearchable question and that's why I had to at least include him on the list. Because Nicolas Cage does some bat guano insane stuff. <laughs>
1: crazy stuff but he
0: fully commits to it yeah
1: see and that's and the thing. so you
0: could you could say he's really good because of how much he commits yeah. to the insanity of some of these roles however even though he's fully committed they're usually terrible they're like terrible to watch and they're like gut-wrenching like nails on a chalkboard type performances and so you're like oh he's actually really bad and then you're like but does that is wait is yeah. he doing such a good job that even though I hate it, he's really good and it breaks you? Abed well, in community is this pop culture nerd. Like nobody can nerd more about pop culture than Abed and it literally breaks him. So for me, number five, Nicolas Cage. Yeah,
1: no, I, I have a word to say about Nicolas Cage because I am currently on the brilliant bandwagon. All right. I saw – Yeah, you'll be Everything, yeah. everything you'll that be you bandwagon? say is is absolutely right. I mean you watch him in Left Behind. Oh, and really, you watch him in everything, and you just think, "What? what is up with this guy? What is happening? Saw the craziest movie. The craziest movie by far of 2018 was this movie called Mandy. Uh-huh. No one should watch it. This has so many content caveats, it would take the rest of the show. But Nicolas Cage fully commits to this role. He is absolutely unhinged, and he's hacking people up with axes and special saws and things, and he's crying, and he's laughing maniacally, and he's... He is utterly unhinged, but I tell you what, you can't, you can't knock his commitment.
0: <laughs> You're like, he's committed. So this is brilliant. No. And I he just should heard, be
1: committed. Maybe
0: I haven't watched it, but, uh, I just heard about another movie from 2018 with him in it called mom and dad. And actually it might've come out in 2017, but it was with him and Selma Blair. And it's just like horror thriller where like all the parents start killing their kids because something's in the <laughs> air, and like you see a clip from that, and you're like, "My goodness, this man it's, is <laughs> what?" Well, and it's crazy and, and brilliant, and, or insane. Yeah. So maybe I, both. I
1: have a. I also have a soft spot for Nick Cage. Not to blather on about <laughs> Nick Cage, but you know he was in the first movie that my wife and I actually saw together as oh, yeah? like a couple. Raising it Arizona? was our first date. No, not Raising Arizona. It was Moonlight. Actually, moonlighting. No, love noon. <laughs> <laughs> moonstruck. So memorable. Moonstruck. It was the, it was with uh, it was with Cher, right? And he was really good in it. And wow. So,
0: Nicholas Cage and Cher in the same movie—that sounds terrible.
1: And there's also a mod of my favorite game, Skyrim. Yeah. Where everything, <laughs> this is hilarious. Everything in the game grows a, a Nicholas Cage face. Oh
0: yeah. Everything. Plants. The horses. Horses. The planets. Pigs planets yeah, everything's yeah. nick cage everywhere. nick cage mountains nick cage anyway number four paul
1: oh yeah it's up it's, i'm up uh josh dumel mm, josh Duhamel. yes
0: i mean i get it Four reasons
1: it. transformers transformers revenge of the fallen transformers dark of the moon transformers the last night anyone you, in that did you ever
0: watch <laughs> las vegas the tv show no he was at least watchable in that.
1: Well, he, I'm not saying he's not watchable. I actually saw him in something else that was that was okay, but he's not a very good actor.
0: He's not. He really isn't.
1: And to, to land in four Transformers movies automatically puts you on this list as far yeah. as I'm concerned.
0: <sighs> he was – was he the only one to be in all four of those Transformers movies? He might have been. Did she Lebe- – LeBeouf? LeBeouf? He – I think he bowed out after three, I want to say.
1: Yeah. See, if – if she can make that kind of wise decision, and Josh can't, that's that's not
0: good. Yeah. All right. Well, um, for me, number four on my list, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Yeah, or so Tatum Channing. As Tatum I like Channing, to call him. as Paul likes to call him. So, for me, part of the caveat for my list was that it had to be people that had considerable star wattage and kept getting put in movies for a while. Because there's some like Tommy Wiseau to your earlier point, where it's like. That may have been one of the right. truly worst performances of all time, but, but it wasn't like people kept putting him in. Yeah, movies. he didn't make
1: my list for the very same reason. Yeah,
0: and so I, I was looking at people that just keep getting put in things over and over again, and I just cannot understand why. And this one's going to upset my wife because she's a big Channing Tatum fan. But what the dude can't act? He's fine. He's not fine. He's not. How terrible. is he fine? Yes, he is. What kind of range does he have? He doesn't. He just has this smug. Like look on his face all the time. Did you see Twenty One
1: Trump Street? It was pretty funny. He had the same look on
0: his face. It wasn't him that made it funny. I would imagine I didn't see it because (laughs) I don't like Channing Tatum. (laughs) Uh, But like I liked Logan Lucky, but he wasn't good in it. I liked I liked Kingsman. He wasn't good in it. I liked Lego Batman. He wasn't good in it. This is uh, this is totally unfair to him. He wasn't good in Magic Mike, though I didn't see it. I imagine he was terrible.
1: You probably have it on, you know.
0: I have not seen Magic Mike. Um, Anyways, I just think he has no range and I cannot believe he keeps getting jobs.
1: He is not the greatest actor, Not by any stretch of the imagination, but but he's not as bad as he is. What range does
0: he have? Tell me. Nothing. He just has this glowering – he has glowering or he has smug. He can do comedy. He can do voice work. He's been put in those things, but it doesn't mean he can do those things. (laughs) That's my point. How does he keep getting put in these things? He's all right. He does the same. He's fine voice, same face in every single thing. He's at least as good as as Brad Pitt. Oh, oh, don't even. (laughs) You guys can go back to our best actors of all time list and hear how wrong Paul's face is. All right. (laughs) How wrong Paul's (laughs) face is. Your leathery face. (laughs) All right. Number Number three, three. Paul.
1: Speaking of the expendables and leathery faces, Jason Statham.
0: Yeah, he's – he doesn't have much range. Is
1: it Statham or Statham?
0: I, I always say Statham, but I think it's Statham. Yeah.
1: So yes, he is terrible. Talk about having. I think he's no more likable though.
0: No, no. He's kind of Chan- got that grumpy Tatum's, old man. No, charm. Channing
1: Tatum's way more likable than Jason Statham. Jason <laughs> Statham, his entire range is just.
0: It's a grumpy growl. Here.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna.
0: But he is bald. I mean, he's that's British thing. Accent. He yeah, he does. And he's a better action star than Channing Tatum. He's really he. And at least nobody's trying to put him in romantic comedies. Like, oh, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Kind of to your point, like he knows what he is and yeah. he does it. Yeah, no, that, you know, that's like all exactly these it. action stars that are in no, the Expendables, he, they're not trying to be romantic stars. They're not trying to be no. in incom- Jason Statham is what Jason Statham. Jason is.
1: Jason Statham is is what he is, and he is an action dude, and yeah. he can do action really well. He hasn't blinked since April. I'm pretty sure. But he does what he does, and he does it pretty well. Yeah. I would never wanted to see him in anything other than what he does, though. Right. And And he's
0: still a terrible actor. And that's why Channing Tatum was on my list because he could be in the same – he could be good at this one thing. He's better. But they try to stick him in all this other stuff, and you're like, no, it doesn't work. (laughs) They're like romantic – Drama? No, no, he's fine. Romantic comedy? No. He's fine.
1: He's completely watchable. He's there. He doesn't destroy a film. <laughs> yeah, he has I a disagree. little bit of range where he can do funny. He can do serious. He can do action. He can do voice if work. If any of
0: that happens around him, it's all accident. Oh, my goodness. All, all right, right. Number, number three. three for me, Keanu Reeves. This was previewed at the very beginning, but the longevity of Keanu Reeves is really quite – Insane. Well, it is. Going back all the way into the 80s, you know, Bill and Ted's and the stuff he did then and then in the 90s when he had his resurgence with The Matrix. And, and he's still making movies. He just made this, what, replicas movie that's replicas, supposed to be terrible? Which was terrible. See? He just makes terrible movies.
1: <laughs> it was terrible. It improves your whole point about,
0: about Keanu Reeves. But, again – Oh, he was in Babes in Toyland, lest we forget, with Drew Barrymore back in the 80s. You know, uh, he – I thought he about was, He was one of the worst parts of uh, – let's see. What's his name? The British guy that I'm, I'm just losing it. Kenneth Branagh. Much Ado About Nothing with Denzel and Kenneth Branagh and Keanu Reeves and <laughs> Michael Keaton and Emma Thompson. And you're like one of these things is not like the other and it's Keanu Reeves. He stinks. Here's the thing about Keanu Reeves though. He
1: does have two characters that he plays, which is better than Jason Statham. You know, he he can play the the Bill and Ted guy, uh-huh. and he can play this really serious twice. John Wick replicas guy. Right. So he's got he's got a range.
0: It's a small range, but, but he's got a range. He does have a range, but he's bad in those. Like when you go oh, back and watch well, he's the Matrix, great in those. like whoa. Oh, I know no, kung no, fu. No 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 no. I know no. kung fu. <laughs> I can dodge bullets. I can't. Whoa. I,
1: I cannot. He has admittedly been. Not very good in some things, like the. the I like old the Dracula, not a good actor. Dracula, he was terrible in. Yeah, and I'm sure I can what imagine is him one in one. He's much been good of in. About. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, <sighs> the John Wick movies. He does those is pretty well. Is he will. good,
0: or are those just? And here is the thing: Bill and Ted is just so ridiculous that you could, like, oh, that his hilarious. that his ridiculousness can fit in, and that's fine. That works.
1: It works. It totally works. But and here is the thing about replicas: it was a terrible movie, and maybe by some objective standards,
0: Whoa. Keanu
1: Reeves was terrible in it. But it his terribleness made a terrible movie pretty great <laughs> <In> <laughs> so its, it's own So bad that he's way. good. Yeah. yeah, Keanu Reeves. I mean, so he, good? he in 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 a much more calm way he commits to a role a little like nick cage i mean he is all he is all keanu reeves but he has
0: no but unlike nick cage he has no range and so he can't get there even though he's committed (laughs) he's just limited to a two on the scale of one to ten i
1: think he may actually secretly be
0: brilliant humorously to me i didn't plan it this way but now i think it's worked out quite nicely paul is just revealing his his ridiculousness and that he has tried to defend every person <laughs> on my list as being a good actor. So you guys can no. see how much his opinion really counts for. <laughs> no, I'm Nicholas Cage, JT, I'm Keanu. I have I've I'm totally
1: I've totally defended every single person.
0: All right. <laughs> Number two on your list, Paul.
1: <laughs> Number two on my list. Jeff Goldblum.
0: Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because
1: I mean, he's he's really likable on screen. I like what, seeing him on screen. I yeah. thought he was great in Thor Ragnarok, but he is just Jeff Goldblum in sure. everything that he does. He's,
0: he's quirky. He's yeah. weird. He says things in an odd way. He is his own character. Like, I I don't know. Maybe the science. Maybe we shouldn't have messed with it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and he, has a weird, he has that laugh from Jurassic yeah. Park that everybody always goes yeah. back to.
1: No, I, I mean, he, he has really become his own character. He's almost like... The, the 21st century version of Charo.
0: Charo. Tell yeah. me who Charo is. She was she
1: was this Latin dancer uh-huh. who always showed up on the love boat, like every third episode. Okay. And she just was Charo. She came and she did her – She know. was a thing. She was, she like was a force thing. of
0: some kind. Exactly. Nobody knew what to do with it. And maybe she's but that way liked in real it. life.
1: Yeah. So Jeff Goldblum is a little bit like that. Yeah. So.
0: yeah. I have no idea who Jeff Goldblum is in real life. Wouldn't it be weird is if he, he was totally different? It would be because this, would be he so has surreal. so owned this persona. Yeah. you know, He even did this uh, content marketing thing with Kroger where he and Bryce Dallas Howard like cook something and he's even doing that character in there. And so you're just like, who are you? Is yeah. this just who you are? Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. Is it just all a ruse? Is it just a – is this Jeff Goldblum, a character and you're really just this really normal guy in real life? Or are you this weird? I don't know. <laughs>
1: I think it's a it's a legitimate question. Like his
0: role as the, the game maker in Thor Ragnarok. That's Which just was, who he is yeah, in, it in was, our public imagination. Exactly. Yeah. That
1: was him at it, his most gold-bloomian, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it's a pretty interesting phenomenon. But he's a terrible actor. All right.
0: Number two on my list. I totally disagree. Hayden Christensen. Oh! <laughs> you totally disagree with that, Paul? Do you? <laughs> Are you going to try to defend <laughs> Hayden Christensen to me? No, here, no, I
1: I'm
0: hear not going to. <laughs> I am not going to defend
1: Hayden Christensen.
0: Hayden Christensen went through this period in the you know between 2000 and 2010 you know, yeah. where he just was getting movies. The Star Wars movies, Jumper. He did romantic movies. Oh, uh, Jumper, man, Jumper was oh, man. so bad. It was so bad. Um, he was in dramatic movies like Shattered Glass and Factory Girl. Um, he, he made a Christian movie. Sex comedies. He did a Christian movie. He did a dramatic romantic comedy called New York I Love You. His Christian movie was 90 Minutes in Heaven, though that was, what, 2015?
1: Something like that, yeah. Um,
0: but boy, is he terrible. Oh, my God. Not goodness. a single thing. Uh, but he kept getting movies again. Well, you know, it's – He didn't even have the like kind of smug, slightly funny vibe that a Channing Tatum could bring. Right. Like I'm not gonna say that Channing Tatum yeah. can't ever
1: Channing Tatum, he bring never a wins a movie, is my
0: point. Yeah. Right. Hayden is just flat yeah. out and terrible. Yeah,
1: it, it's it's sort of interesting because you so Channing Tatum, he doesn't kill a movie. He is there and he is fine. You have someone like Jeff Goldblum, who even though he's a terrible actor, he tends to make whatever movie he's in slightly better. Yeah. Hayden Christensen – He does one thing really well. He actually I I think he was one of the prime anchors on the whole the whole star wars prequel thing and anchor in that you're you're trying to swim you're trying to Brilliant, stay afloat and it, just drags, and it drags you down yeah
0: every scene he made Natalie Sorry. Portman who I think is a good actress she's great he made her look like a terrible actress i know see
1: that's the thing when they would
0: act across from each other in the star yeah. wars movies you're just like this might be one of the worst scenes of all time yeah
1: yeah no I, and which brings me to my number 1 which i will now change because <laughs> it was hayden christensen I, I I hate to say this, but I totally agree. But since, since <laughs> we've already talked about Hayden Christensen, I'm going to do <laughs> – I'm going to name as my number one terrible actor <laughs> – can't believe I'm doing this – Ryan Gosling.
0: Interesting. I, I well, don't it, think he's great. I agree with you.
1: Well, see, here's the thing. And, and the reason why he didn't make my list but all of a sudden vaults to number one uh-huh. is because – he is either a really brilliant actor who sometimes seems like he has the range of nothing or he's a really terrible actor who he's convinced that, that people think that he's brilliant, yeah. you know, and it, because he really has no range. I mean, you look at the movies that he does and he is as monotone as middle sea. And yet he brings sort of this intensity to sometimes these roles where he never even speaks right. hardly. You know, I think about Drive. Did you see Drive?
0: I didn't, but I'm familiar with it. Yeah, so he he, he has like it, yeah. he has
1: like five words during the entire movie. He is so intense during that whole thing, without changing his expression at all, that I, I really sort of debate whether you know how good an actor he is right it's it's very strange is he a bad actor who's actually really good or is he a good actor who's actually really bad and yeah. i haven't quite decided
0: well i think you should still leave hayden Christensen at the top because gosling i mean i agree with your points overall but he doesn't suck the life out of the movie away no the way that hayden Christensen. but is he i might act- even have to flip-flop my number one and number two the more i think and get angry about hayden Christensen <laughs> and how much money he's made <laughs> It's not anything against him personally. It's just who keeps paying He's this guy money. probably a really nice guy. Right? But uh, but Gosling doesn't do that. No. you know. I think what Gosling has is he plays one type of character really well, and it's this quiet, brooding, right. very intense character. And First that Man can is be a perfect stuck, example of that. Yeah. That can be stuck in a lot of different types of movies. You can stick it in First Man. You can stick it in Fracture. You can stick it in The Notebook. You can stick it in um, – uh, drive. drive and th- those are all, and it, all of a sudden it feels like his catalog is pretty diverse. Yeah, but well, he's La La Land. playing like La La Land, but he himself doesn't play very different in any of those things. No. It's just that he happens to be in a lot of good movies that uh, that use his strengths well. Yeah, and so I think I don't think he's a great actor because he doesn't have much range, but I don't think he deserves to be on this list because what he does do he does really well compared to some of these guys where it's like what they do they don't even do that well yeah well in my opinion Hayden
1: Christensen was number one on
0: my yeah, list yeah I think that's but fair. this was a
1: good opportunity to bring up Ryan Gosling because he is a puzzle to me he is, he is, he is.
0: He's, he's like the reverse he's like the exact opposite of Nicolas Cage. He's the in, he's the antithesis. Oh, wouldn't that be great?
1: Ooh. Oh.
0: That might have to be a show in a episode. buddy cop movie <laughs> with Nicolas Cage. Oh, I'd love
1: that. I would pay millions of dollars <laughs> to see that.
0: I so want to see it. Yeah, that. because they both seem to commit very intensely to their roles, but one very quietly and one very manically.
1: Oh. That would be that would be almost a perfect movie.
0: Hmm. hmm.
1: Nicolas there you go. Cage, Ryan Gosling. Buddy buddy Cop movie with ninjas.
0: There you go. There it is. All right. Number one for me, uh, maybe just talking about it rather than seeing it on the page will help remind me why it's number one (laughs) because now I want to put Hayden Christensen at number one. But number one on my list as I made it was none other than Robert Pattinson. Yeah. You know, because – and I think why I'd put him at number 1 originally is because he got into so many bigger franchises. Like Hayden Christensen tanked one really big franchise, did a bunch of other yeah. terrible movies. But Robert Pattinson, you know, he was in Harry Potter and he was in Twilight. And he tanked all these other little crappy movies because the dude cannot act. You know, I totally disagree. What? What, what has he ever been good in? No. Well, he's
1: he's been in some more indie type of stuff recently. Right, but he's not good in it. I think he's been all right. He's all right? Been, he's been fine. All right? No, here's the thing about the Twilight movies is is those movies by themselves You think they just suck the talent out of everyone? I, honestly, I do because because Kristen Stewart, she was terrible in those movies. I mean she was abysmal in those movies. Well, but because she's she she turns,
0: abysmal anyway. Oh,
1: no. She's great. I've seen her in some some indie stuff and and – and she is really powerful, she knows how to act. I don't that think girl so. knows how to act.
0: We'll say that for our be- our worst actresses argument Alrighty. later on, but um yeah, I'm I,
1: surprised you didn't put Daniel day Lewis on
0: this. <laughs> I don't think he's bad, I just don't think he's the best he's the um best, but I know to you, Paul, because it's such an all or nothing type of thing that he's either the best or the worst, like if you don't think he's the best, then you essentially think he's the worst um yeah, Robert Pattinson. He, he's so wooden, like in the same vein as Hayden Christensen. And he, I, I did. I, I, and I think the other problem is, is I don't think he's likable. Like, I, I think, can't disagree with that. And so that's why it's even more egregious to me. Is some people who aren't that good, maybe a Dwayne Johnson. It's like nobody's going to say he's this great actor, but he's super likable, right? The Rock like how do you not like the rock jeff goldblum how do you not like jeff goldblum uh honorable mention on my list brendan frazier not a good actor but he's pretty goofy and lovable he's really likable but he's not a good actor robert pattinson not a good actor and just comes off as a a lot of words i don't think i can say on the show without getting an (laughs) e-rating he just seems like a tool. Oh my! And he is
1: goodness. not likable.
0: And I'm not saying that that's who he is in oh. real life. I'm just saying as an actor. You're I just want to so make that really clear about my list. Is so I'm talking about their acting. They may be fine, fine people in real life, he's but their acting jobs are no, garbage. He was hot, flaming he piles of rubbish. Right.
1: He has been just. He has been very passive. Never
0: likable. He has been. You, you yourself admitted he's not likable.
1: No, I, I, I'm not talking about whether he's likable or not. I'm just I talking am.
0: about. <laughs> But
1: see you shouldn't do, use but that as a if you're a bad music.
0: actor then you have to at least be likable in my opinion not necessarily or supremely unlikable but he's this milk toast nothing
1: Oh my goodness you're just jealous I You're just jealous because the least. when you were dating probably women were going crazy for the sparkly vampire that no my was.
0: wife actually hates those movies
1: well that's why you married her because everybody else you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just just stop trying to defend these terrible actors <laughs> actually keep he's going, fine. Keep, no, going. He's, keep defending he, he these is, terrible actors he is definitely Dig your own a
1: good c to c plus actor oh,
0: absolutely not oh. for sure no all right when you put him in the right role he's okay <laughs> I, I mean I could I could, be, no I could be convinced middle, that, middle, that he could seat. be bumped down to number two and Hayden Christensen should no, be one. one.
1: Hayden Christensen he makes every movie that I have seen him in and sorry Hayden if you're listening but <laughs> Again, every movie that I'm I've, sure I've seen. I'm sure you're a lovely guy. In, yeah, he, he you're just he a has terrible made actor. Every single movie that I've seen him in that much worse. And um, most of the movies that he's been in have been pretty terrible too. So yeah. maybe maybe if he was in La La Land instead of Ryan Gosling, we'd have a totally different opinion.
0: I doubt it. I doubt it. All right. There you have it. Who's the worst actor ever in your opinion? Because obviously there's a lot of room to disagree here. I can hear my own wife shouting through the the distance saying, how dare you put Channing Tatum on this list? Go to the couch immediately. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. But now it's time for the most least important thing. Here we are, here we are, most least important thing. I'm pulling <laughs> mine up as we speak. It's um, that least this important. This is real time, folks. This is real time. All right, for me, Paul, I'm going to show you a picture, and I want you to tell me what you think you see in this picture.
1: Uh, it looks like a big bunch of alligator claws.
0: Spiders, perhaps. Maybe, Maybe. tarantula shells.
1: Like petrified octopi?
0: No, no, no. It, it does look pretty creepy, though, right? Big bag of creepy stuff. Look a little closer. What do you see?
1: What in the heck is that?
0: What in the heck is that? So Chris Pratt just posted this on his Instagram. This Are those last aliens? Week. It looks. It looks super creepy. But no, Paul. It's lamb's wool. Lamb's wool. Lamb's wool. Chris Pratt, one of his sheep, his one of his ewes, just took Ew. home a blue ribbon at Fiberpalooza. <laughs> Fiberpalooza? Fiber Palooza. And how unimportant is that? But it's fascinating. You're looking at – like when you see that, you're like, what is this weird, creepy stuff in this big bag? And then you're like, oh, it's sheep's wool. And apparently Chris Pratt, in addition to all of his acting, is raising award-winning, fiber-palooza, blue-ribbon-winning sheep. So there you go. Crazy. There is your most, most, (laughs) least, least important thing. Paul, what do you got for right. us today? All right, so
1: a couple go days to the, ago, go to Chris
0: Pratt's Instagram if you want to see the picture. It's it's weird.
1: <laughs> so a couple days ago, I was I was doing some research online and noticed that that uh, that, that that Courtney Cox from Friends was uh-huh. visiting Ellen. She's pushing a new show on Facebook or visiting
0: something.
1: Visiting like what? That. Visiting Ellen. You know the visiting Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres, the DeGeneres. talk show, uh-huh. right? So. Doing this thing and, and so Promoting she, a new show she's promoting in Promoting a new show She was talking about getting an Instagram account To promote this show a little bit better um, Ellen who has something like 27 gazillion followers says I'll help you with this So she brings out this, this old friend set And then she trots out Lisa Kudrow uh-huh. The people in the audience Were So excited Some of them started weeping They <laughs> literally started weeping it okay. was, it was insane, and this to me, it, this is almost the definition of, of the most least important thing uh-huh. because it was a completely throwaway moment, right? Friends has been off the air for long twenty time. years. Um, it's not like it they're was, all worst enemies. It was, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and it was just this one little segment, and yet, for some people, it was super, super powerful. And it makes me sort of wonder, what is it about—this might be a topic for another show—what is it about some of the things that we watch, especially on TV, that draw us in, that makes us so passionate about the characters? Because every time, almost every week, I see this headline where it talks about, oh— these number of friends were together. They were together in They were in place. the same
0: place at the same I time. Every
1: day People go crazy for Friends 20 years after it's been off the air. What is it about Friends that has made it so popular? And by extension, what is it about some some of the characters that we develop an attachment for? Why do we love them so much? Why is it so passionate? Why do we feel so passionately that they need to be with each other? Yeah. I think that's a pretty interesting question.
0: Yeah, I think, I think um, there's this – because I've, I've felt twinges of this before in my own pop culture experience, although ne- never to this uh, extent that I would weep over it. But the, I think these ensemble friendship relationship right. comedies, whether it's Friends, Seinfeld, um, whether it's The Office, Parks and Rec, Community – Where you have this ragtag group of people kind of lumped together and they figure out and they're fighting and they're goofy and they're, you know, whatever, and they do this for six to nine seasons, you develop a sort of friendship. You feel like you're a part of the group. Yep. And especially if you're in a hard time in your own life and then they're all frozen in time. So you can go back and be a part of those moments whenever you want. That's why there was such a furor when Netflix was going to lose friends and they ended up paying an exorbitant amount of money to keep friends because – Everybody feels like they're one of the friends. They're the seventh friend in that group. They're the fifth in the Seinfeld group. You know, They're part of the Parks and Rec gang or they work in the office because honestly, that was Parks and Rec for me at a time in my life where I was working full time. I was going to school full time. I had two young kids and life was crazy and insane. I didn't get all this time with friends like I used to. Yeah, but I could watch Parks and Rec and I could feel like I was a part of that gang because yeah. that only took 20 minutes you yeah know, or 40 minutes right
1: right and you feel like you know them because they they put so much of their characters out on right. the screen yeah and, and I think that that you're absolutely right I think we get we get connected with these families and in some ways ever since television started I think it's been sort of aspirational you know I I've I can't tell you the number of people who say they grew up watching a certain family show and they said, this is how I learned about family was through the Brady Bunch, through My Three Sons, through the Cosby Show, if we can still mention that. you know." And and I think that, that Friends, it all sort of gets down to almost the theme song. It's one of the reasons why that theme song has been so connected with that show for so long. I'll be there for you. Right. And so you feel that presence. You feel that connection with these people and yeah,
0: they were know. there for you in your it, sad That's moments, exactly so.
1: right. That's exactly right. So I
0: find that pretty interesting. There you go. Well, we have uh, – we've gone through a lot of different things here. WWE to sicko mode to terrible actors to people Friends. losing their minds over two members of the Friends cast happening to be in the same place <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> So there you go. That's a, that's a standard episode of Pop Culture's Fanboy <laughs> Know It All. Be sure to let us know about your favorite actors or, you know, uh, if you want to suggest a song, just tag me on Twitter, not Paul. I'm at Jake underscore Roberson.
1: I'm at AC Paul.
0: Until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. I'm not even joking about Jamba Juice at 4 a.m., though. That for sure (laughs) is going to be the new euphemism for sex.
1: Oh, Jamba Juice at
0: 4 a.m. Oh, my word.